0: Hello, everyone. This is Bibi Peters and Andrea Goldmarks. Yes, and the two of us are talking still about self love um, because it's just a few days after Valentine's Day and we proclaim, did we do this? We proclaim
1: today the National Self Love Day. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about that. Now we're doing it. <laughs> after Valentine's Day, but we could all easily make a case for the day before Valentine's Day to be National Self-Love Day every day.
0: And you weren't saying like it has kind of like to do with the day after Thanksgiving when the stores open up for Black Friday, right? Right, right. Right. Is,
1: right. So we can be doing it the day after or as near after as possible Valentine's Day yeah. so that we can be our own Valentine. So important. So important. And one of the things that we talked about a little
0: bit earlier is about Writing a Love Letter to Yourself. We talked about one of our guests who did that in actually her book, but um, let's just dive into that a little bit more, Dr. Andrea, and talk about what it means and how long does it have to be? What paper do, does it need to be on? What is it? How
1: creative, how do, creative, do, creative how does it, it have to be? Well, you know, One of the things that we often say about writing a love letter to ourselves is after we finish the letter, to give it to a friend of ours mm. and have them mail it to us like six months down oh, the road. this is so exciting. And then all of a sudden in the mail, (laughs) comes this letter of recognition a letter of recognition of ourselves and so you might want to ask the question like what should go in to a self-love letter that would be my question yes Okay. okay so let's think about that for a moment I would say a lot of it has to do with how Right. So if we can write a letter to ourselves about how we've reached out to a friend or how we've made the best of a bad situation, a tough situation, or how we rescued ourselves from an anxiety attack or how we overcame our fear, Let's just say I was working with a woman who had a long drive ahead of her, and she had been fretting for a number of days about making this drive. And so we were working in therapy a little bit, you know, to kind of get her over that fear. I said to her, I really want to know what happened after you do this. A couple of days later, I get a note from her saying... It was a really good experience. I did it. I breathed my way through. When there were too many trucks on the road and I found myself getting nervous, I pulled over for a while, she said. I waited until I felt better and where there was an opening and it didn't look so claustrophobic. So if she was writing this in her journal, this would be a really big accomplishment. It's not like she just got to the next big city and then it was forgotten. Let's process how that worked. What did what did I do to make that situation so better? it's it kind of like solutions that we self-apply to a
0: situation that we face, right? But that must take a little bit of practice because we're not like so spontaneous to do it. But that reflection, perhaps, in writing about it, reinforces that behavior. Yes, it I does. Mean, I sound like a psychologist. No, well, you've hung out long enough. I mean, I love, enough. To. <laughs> I love to sound like a right. psychologist right. no
1: but it, you know it, in behavioral psychology we have this terminology we say catch the child being good mm-hmm. right we don't want to just criticize somebody who we're teaching a behavior to we want to say hey that was really that was sweet the way you shared that with your sister or that was really sweet the way you recovered from that insult <laughs> or you know anything like that so same thing for ourselves we really want to see what we did well what we learned uh, certainly if we've if we've set a goal for ourselves it's wonderful if we could see the baby steps that we've taken on the way to that goal and acknowledge those baby steps that's part of the mindfulness like we had in the other session when we were talking about we really need to recognize our own behavior so much of our behavior if if too much of our behavior becomes unconscious we do not remember our lives oh oh my god that's a great quote oh my god that is a fantastic quote (laughs) like (laughs) this we don't want to die with regrets saying oh my god what did i do with my life
0: And and so I want to bring up just a little real life experience from earlier today about what you were just talking about. And um, I was getting ready to come here and do my hair and makeup when I noticed that I began to develop an ocular headache, which, of course, are those where you see zigzags in your eyes. So it's a migraine in your eyes. Right. 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 And um, I knew what to do from past experience. And I took one aspirin, went into the bedroom, closed the window and door so it's nice and dark and sat down in my chair. I would say I was there for seven or eight minutes and it was gone. Mm -hmm. So I can tell myself
1: how I did this and how it felt. That's a great example. That's a great example. And the same thing is true with anything that you do that really is loving, you know? Loving. Like I didn't have much time today in getting ready, but I did want to take Walk because I am practicing <laughs> walking, walking again. Again, again. Yes, and yes. I wasn't going to sacrifice that, and so I did, and I did it for maybe twenty-two minutes. It's not as long as I would ordinarily walk, but I am like, yes, right. That was a champion thing to do, and I am going to remember it, and I am going to feel good about doing that. And the same is true. I, there are so many people that I work with that are looking to change their eating habits. And we call it approximations because it's hard to change all at once everything that we do. But if we can change a little bit at a time, like one couple that I'm working with, they eat so late. They eat at 10 o'clock at night and then they go to sleep. Oh, my gosh. Not, not good. so good for not our system. Not good and not good for what their goal, which is to lose weight, right? And so we've been backing up the dinner time. And last week, they came in, they had dinner at 5 o'clock, and they have 5 o'clock. <laughs> now, they might have had another mini dinner later, later in the day. Yes. But the point is that we can begin to make approximations and to congratulate ourselves on those things. So, like little tests. So, by approximations, you mean like little steps. getting cl- Baby steps. Baby getting steps. closer and closer to the goal. And, of course, compound that with writing it down so that you remember because we forget so much of our lives and it's it's sad because life goes really fast what is the expression as we get closer to the end like a roll of toilet paper it goes faster and faster and faster right. as you go toward the end so right. many of our listeners are over 40 over 50 right and life does begin to go much faster than when we were students in school and we just couldn't wait for vacation right to come it right. seemed like forever So slow it down. Slow it down. Slow it down is probably one of the most loving things that we can do. And even giving ourselves a little bit of rest somewhere in the day. Like you said, there was seven minutes that you took to darken the room and to sit still. Seven minutes is a long time. It's a gift to give ourselves.
0: So I would write, Dear Bebe. You did really well this morning by taking the seven minutes out of your busy day to sit down and bring some relief to what you
1: were feeling. To yourself. To yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And other kinds of little things that we do during the day, little ways that we remember another person or ways that we've taken a risk. That's a big one. Oh, yes. Courage and yes. risk-taking. Right. So making oh. note of where you've been courage. Like that woman who drove,
0: who drove. with uh, freaking trucks passing by all the time and going at 75 or 80 miles per hour, and she was able to get to her destination.
1: Anyway, even by taking those breaks, which we discussed and we rehearsed, but it never occurred to her to, full, to pull over until she felt better. So that was a real self-care. Um, Another is a way that you've been kind to someone. Just a small, you know, we talk about random acts of kindness. But to be kind to another person or to do an act of service, that is huge in terms of liking oneself. Because one of the biggest sources of depression is self-hatred. Right. I mean, you have to be a little bit of a psychologist to scratch the surface and see what the roots of depression can be. But that's where people are angry at themselves or, you know, or they're angry at other people and not expressing it. But that anger at oneself is is I
0: know that we're getting off on just or just a little bit on the depression uh, side, but so the opposite of self-love. Correct. Mm -hmm. So anger is a foundation, a base of depression.
1: Oh, yes. Especially anger at oneself. Right. I didn't do this. I never do that. You know, that kind of languaging. And that needs to be dealt with. I mean, in general, because the expectations that we each have for ourselves can sometimes be really rigorous and we might not be able to meet our own expectations but enough not meeting our expectations can turn into an anger with ourself a resentment of ourself self-doubt lower our self-esteem and ultimately yeah can cause I mean maybe not a whole big clinical depression but it can certainly take the shine and wear you down right yes. and, well, I think we
0: need to do another show, another episode on just that topic. But getting back to giving ourselves little joys in life and really expanding and elaborating, right, on the moment, um, it, nature, right? We often talk, talk about that, how it is there for us to absorb, whether how a tulip falls across a vase and how it opens up. I mean, you and I are into tulips, right? right.
1: So we... <laughs> (laughs) This long lasting flower, right? Beautiful in every phase. Yes. And maybe there's something for us to take away in terms of our own aging. I love that. I love
0: that idea. That's right. The more you open, the more beauty that you show. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. That's so true. And then, of course, birds and trees and walking. And the beauty in general.
1: And beauty in general. Like what, other be- like what other beauty? You know, sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, you can be, I, I spent a lot of time in New York City. I, I'd be sitting at the window and seeing these patterns of people wearing color and how it would flow. <laughs> There'd be like a group of people and then, you know, there's a lot of blues in there and then there's a lot of purples in there i mean beauty itself color itself and even just i I used to watch the kids on the corner waiting for the school bus and i saw them like little bouquets like like five little boys that was like for three years it's five little boys and then the bouquet changed like four little boys and one girl i love that the bouquet
0: idea um we have a dear artist friend who's painting a mural on our wall and she just added uh three barrel cactus
1: because they come in a bouquet so i love that word right and it's and and it's like the symmetry of things just to look at the symmetry of things or you might see two children two siblings and they're so adorable together and it opens your heart or a baby just looking at a baby, it's like looking at a puppy, Right. you know, and, and there's pleasure in your body when you see that, make note of it, and
0: take time, right, and take time to experience that. Don't rush by it, hence the
1: phrase, stop and smell the roses. Right, right, yeah, stop and look at that baby, smile at that baby, play with that baby, you know, really things that go a very long way to making yourself feel satisfied that you had a beautiful morning we'll take a short break and we'll be right back about loving ourselves and loving our lives, and a little bit about the secrets of how to find those joy spots in our lives. And one thing that I think so many people don't take seriously are the things that give them pleasure or the attractions. And it's a very personal thing, what we're attracted to. It sure is, right? Right. And we don't always have something um, to do right away that we're attracted to, but we do need to take inventory from time to time because, again, we forget. Like one of my clients forgot how much she loved coloring, right? She was going through a stressful time, and she asked herself the question, what did I used to do when I was a kid and I was going through a stressful time? What did I do when I felt lonely? And she remembered that she colored. And now, of course, coloring has become all the rage in the past, I don't know, 10 years maybe, you know, that that they've created adult coloring books, et cetera. But she had to engage in an inquiry with herself. She had to say, please let me remember what used to give me pleasure. And usually what used to give us pleasure can still give us pleasure. It just gets forgotten about or buried in the busy life. Right. My buried
0: underneath all the things that are pulling us away from feeling those attractions, right? Mm-hmm. Even looking at the cover of a book or being at a book store and physically touching the Do books. Do they still
1: have books in <laughs> stores? Yes yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. And there was also libraries I recently rediscovered. The libraries one.
0: I'm not so sure about. I haven't been to one in ages, but nevertheless. So those kind of things, right? And it's not just the attraction of
1: uh, a piece of art. It's far more than that. Yeah, it's it's in a way kind of the beauty of life, you know, and if we allow ourselves to stop and see that, remembering, for instance, uh, this is just an example for me, remembering how much I loved going to the zoo, not so much the zoo itself, but watching with fascination Animals. Well, you took me to the zoo in oh, Tucson, I
0: and I so loved being there and watching those giraffes, just like neck and neck, pardon the pun. Literally. 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 Yes. And so, I, of course, I had to take photos and use them on our Instagram uh, page for... Uh, Of all things, Valentine's Day, because it seems to me that they're always an admiration of each other.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and the pleasure that, you know, life slows down. We're watching an animal, especially a giraffe. You know, they're walking really slowly. Animals are not moving at the frantic pace. No, unless they're on a hunt, all right, right. for or unless, food. Yeah, or unless it's they're a bee. Yes. You know, they, they move more quickly. But mammals tend, you know, and it's hypnotic. It is hypnotic. And then you begin to wonder, like,
0: how do they hold themselves up with, with the smallest of hooks? And then <laughs> they're, like, so tall, like a saguaro cactus right here in Arizona. We have these beautiful saguaros. It's like, how do they stand and just admire
1: that and imagine how that's possible? Yeah. Yeah, so admiration is a big admiration, right? And we know, I mean, we move quickly through the day where we're driving along, we're focused on where we're going. But that's, you know, back in the day, there used to be the Sunday drive. What happened in the Sunday drive? We're just looking at things, looking at clouds, being a kid, lying on your back and watching the clouds move. That still works for me, by the way. Yeah. looking at clouds looking seeing how they transform. Right.
0: Absolutely. Now, I love how we were talking about um, leaving space or opening our mind, being mindful, and having the space to appreciate, to feel the attractions. I want to share a quote by a friend of ours. Um, Her name is Carolyn Lee, L-E-I-G-H. She's a wonderful artist here in two Song, and she said, and this just like perked up in my ears immediately when we went to visit her studio. She said, When we humans have time, we elaborate our
1: lives. What, mm. is it, what does that mean to elaborate our lives? Certainly to, to increase the potency of our experiences, the, the power of our experience. That's what stillness can do for us. So if there's anything that we can do that would e- evoke a feeling of stillness inside of us. We live now in the Southwest, but there were times where we lived in snow country. And when the snow would fall, there was stillness. Complete stillness. Complete you, could, stillness. you could not hear anything because there was no noise going on. Right. Right. And so stillness is a place of full potential. And if we're able to create stillness ourselves with whatever way that is, I often have Native American flute music playing. I find that that expands the space in my office, in my home, that Flute sound, that Native American flute, it's so slow moving, but it creates music, can create that kind of space. We need more of that. It's good for our heart, it's good Mm -hmm. for our brain, it's good for Mm -hmm. our longevity. And giving ourselves that break from frenzy is, again, like we were saying last time, space, time, one of the best gifts that we can give ourselves. And another thing in terms of self-love is to be able to have a conversation with a friend. That's so delicious. That's so delicious to do that. reflection back and forth, like what do you see? Like what we're doing now. (laughs) Yeah. What do you see? What's your experience? You know, that kind of sharing... That also expands our life because it's right, right to the heart, straight to the heart. And I think that probably takes a little bit
0: more—well, it takes courage to do that because you're sort of sharing kind of your deeper, intimate ideas and thoughts. Uh, but— When we get to know a person, and it doesn't take five or ten years to do that, but when we can feel the comfort of being with them, it's so much easier to share at that time.
1: Right, and we can learn to do that. We can learn to be more courageous. We can learn to ask for feedback. How do we do that? How do we learn? Well, we take the risk. So we're listening to this podcast now right? So to take a risk and ask a good friend, when she looks at you, what does she see? When she's present with you, what does she feel? When she thinks about spending time with you, what does she focus on? You know, it's asking the right question. It's being courageous enough to ask for feedback. But when we can see ourselves like other people see us, other, others are far less stringent, on us. Less judgmental, right? Than, than we, we are, are ourselves. But we need to pick the right friend to have that conversation with. Right. The one that you may have
0: just had an argument with last week may not be the best person unless
1: you've processed that argument and, and you came <laughs> out understanding each other. A unless whole you journaled lot about it. And, and then now, journaled about and it. Now right. you it's behind you. Right. But processing is important, right? In terms of understanding our lives and appreciating our lives. And that's something that we're talking about here. How to love the life we have, how to love our reality without the expectation or the ambition that it should be different. Can you relate to that, B.B.? I
0: can relate to that so much because I was thinking about age, you know, as we move through our 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s and higher. um, We sometimes forget those little basic things like that, what what is possible, how it is that we've gotten to this point in life and recognize those achievements
1: uh, that we have had in our life. That's another love letter to write, you know, not, not a, a sort of present moment love letter, which is really important, but the, a retrospective love letter right where we're focusing on the accomplishments on the achievements on how we've gotten this far what about it was our doing right right somebody else wasn't living our life for us no. we made choices what are the choices that we made that were smart
0: right you and know? i think and that leads um, me to feel that it reduces our worrying, right? So if we're always anticipating like what will happen and if this happens or I can't make this happen or uh, have trepidation about the future, the reflection on the past and how our lives have unwound in a good uh, direction and so many things that we're proud of and grateful for, it reinforces that continued
1: self-love in us. It does. And it's part of being confident to be able to go back and say, how did I deal with this time of uncertainty? Again, one of the people I was working with was not happy facing a new period in her life where she was going to be alone without a partner. And so I just asked her, I said, were you ever alone without a partner before? And she said, yes. And I said, how was that for you?
0: Right. Did what you did survive?
1: You, yeah. What, what happened? Right. What happened? Yes. And she used that time to reflect. And because it was her own life and not just modeling on something someone else was doing, but because it was her own life, she was able to see that she still has those abilities. She still still has those skills. And she was able to be far less anxious and a whole lot more comfortable about making choices going forward.
0: I can just see you with your clients. This is why I call you like the softest down comforter (laughs) ever Uh, because I can just imagine someone putting – their head or their arm on your couch or the pillow and just being asked gently, the way you ask questions so gently, um, and it opens them up. It really gives them the opportunity to reach deeper inside themselves. And when
1: we're coming from a place of love, love of other people. We really do bring out the best in them, and therefore it follows that when we're coming from a place of love with ourselves, we can really bring out the best in us, and it takes practice, and it takes reinforcement, and sometimes the reinforcement of others, right?
0: And it brings a spark into our eyes, which I see in yours now, as you're speaking about this, and sort of like a, um, a natural smile into our face, right? The love that we feel in our heart, the spark that you see in your eyes.
1: Oh, my gosh. What, what a conversation. Lots to follow up on. Thanks, everyone, for being with us during this time, and to you and your love of self. Heads up, dear listeners, if you happen to have missed the first episode of our post-Valentine Secrets of Self-Love, you can find it on our podcast website at boomgoddessradio.com. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs.